Chill. Chill. What a good trend. So I just discovered this. It's called Morphine by the Ninjas. Morphine by the Ninjas. Man, this song is like perfect people watching song. Man, we sound awful today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I want to point, yeah. point that out. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I had COVID, okay? I, I, I missed the episode because I had COVID. There, he said it. Okay. I said it. The the greatest man on earth. <laughs> he got in, infected. In every single way, got infected. So, Amar and I both got sick at the same time. I'm not going to admit and say I had COVID because yeah. I did a home test and it said negative. I'm just going to run with that. <laughs> uh, but the symptoms were pretty bad. Yeah. And, like, it was, it was like, out of all the time we've avoided COVID, yeah. we, we get, well, we got sick at the same time. Well, I know. I'm kind of happy that I didn't give it to you, you know, or you didn't give it to me because then, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, maybe people don't even care more like that. You give you give it to other people. It's not as like shocking before. It was kind of like this pregnancy type of call. You yeah. know, like, hey, listen, don't get mad. And I I hate when calls start like that. Don't get mad. But I gave you HIV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. No, that, no, that's, how, that's how it felt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. it felt. Yeah. Something like that. Like, like they gave you something. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like, well, I feel like everyone's been sick the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we were sick. We missed it. It is what it is. Uh, nothing cool to report. Uh, I think one time I was taking a shit and I was like, oh, I, I don't think I can smell. <laughs> that was, he went there. He that went was the there. most that, that I felt. That was a diagnostic test for you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the? I was like, I haven't smelled <laughs> I for the last two, three days, I don't think. It's, good. it's one of those things where you only appreciate it once it's gone. Yeah. You know, like a stuffy nose is the worst thing when you have it because you're like, I didn't appreciate my non-stuffy nose days yeah, yeah. long enough. <laughs> you know, so now it's like you got to really appreciate it by just inhaling through your nose. Oh, oh wow. That's actually oddly clear compared to yeah. what I thought it would be. I know. There's me. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, what happened? Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. That's all we need to report on that. I um, Okay, so I've got a story I have to share mm -hmm. because this has been, this bugged me all day in the evening last night. Yeah. All day. And it's like, I, I, I was lying in bed and I'm thinking, why the hell is this still bugging me and what can I do about it? And the answer is nothing. There's How many hours were you in bed thinking about this? Uh, 40, 45 minutes. That's still a long time. <laughs> that is a long time, man. <laughs> a long time. That's a long time to be lying there thinking about what could you have done differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's the story. I get invited uh, last week from the Toronto Marlies to attend their hockey game. Mm -hmm. It was a fan appreciation game, but it was still an authentic, real game. Yeah. So, I get invited for tickets, and the part of the deal was, was they would obviously compensate me, but I have to post five stories. Yeah. For the Toronto Marlies. Tag them. So I call up my aunt and I say, hey, do your daughters, my two younger cousins, yeah. want to come to the game with me and my Japanese cousin, Sean? Yeah. So it's just a big cousin family. Is it the same side of the family? Same side the of Japanese? the family. Okay. Yeah. So like Sean knows them whenever we go to dinner. Sick. So my one cousin is like in like 11th grade. It's a teenager. Yeah. And the other one's like 11 years old. Okay. So, so still that youthfulness of a kid, right? I'm keeping tabs on these ages because I feel like it's going to be important in the story. Yeah, sort okay. of, yeah. So at the game, because it's a fan appreciation game, there's a lot of free stuff. Uh -huh. So the first 3,500 people that go get free hats. So I'm like, okay, let's get there early and get free hats. We get there early, hats are all gone. Okay. Okay, it's, it's a big, because it's a fan appreciation game, there's a lot of hockey clubs from all around the GTA yeah, that yeah, are attending, yeah, yeah. right? With, so there's a lot of kids there, all with the free hats. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I tried to get us there early. No hats, okay? Um, seats, were, seats were good. So we decide we're going to leave three minutes before the game ends. Okay. 11th grade, 11 years old, 
And three minutes before the game ends. Yes. Yeah. Keeping tabs on these numbers. And, and the reason was because I parked underground at the P3. the arena. Yeah. No, it was just it was one of those ones that was just really long. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like rows and rows and rows. And there was only one exit. So I'm like, we're going to be here forever. So let's leave three minutes before. So we we leave three minutes before. No one else really leaves. But as we're leaving, they're handing out these free chips, potato chips, okay? And air fresheners. Take what you can. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, free shit, you know? Yeah. So we all grab them. And we're leaving at the same time. We're like the only ones leaving this early for some reason. And we're leaving at the same time as this group of teenagers. They're about teenage boys, about four of them. They got the hoods half on their head. They're like, what the fuck am I going to do with all these chips? I'm not even fucking hungry. Mm. Like just, you know, oddly saying the F word more than necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's Trying time. to impress... I think trying to impress my older cousin, uh-huh. okay, who was with us. And they gave out air fresheners like, yo, we should find a hobo to give these to that probably smells like shit. And uh-huh. I was like, and then they're like, yo, let's light up a dart. I'm like, just the most annoying little shits. How do they get And, and, and the, the problem is like when they, wear their, when they wear the vest and the hood half on their head, I'm like, I know you wear, you weigh 40 pounds soaking yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're acting hard. <laughs> Scrawniest. Yeah. yeah. I can already see like the bones sticking out. Yeah, 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 100%, <laughs> right? And so we we go down the stairs. They finish their cigarettes. So now they're about 200 yards behind us. But keep in mind, the parking garage is just really, really long. So you can see everything in front of you. Yeah. So I'm taking my potato chips. And I'm like, oh, check this out. I'm throwing them over the exposed piping. Yeah. And then they're, I'm catching them again. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, check, I'm going to get two now. And I'm like throwing them aggressively. You know? And my one cousin, who's 11 years old, is laughing. And the youthfulness, she's having a fun time. Innocent laughter, yeah, pure. Pure. And it was like, yeah. it was like, ha, 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 ha. And it was like loud. It was echoing in the parking garage. And I loved it. So I was only in doing it more to yeah. intensify this fun moment. Well, these assholes behind start to scream and copy her laugh. So the first time they do it, I notice her kind of like go in, in her shell slightly, oh, right? And then the second time they do it, I go, I yell back. I'm like, okay, like, let's chill out a second, you yeah. know? And that kind of like settled them down slightly. And then they started doing it even louder and more. And so I was like, wow, it's like their first time fucking leaving home without their parents. <sighs> and I let that slip in front of my little cousin saying like, fucking, right? Yeah. And I just, but, but, but the kids laughing, making fun of her brought her right into her shell and she no longer wanted to laugh. No one, no longer wanted to catch the chips when I threw them. And I was just, oh, it made me so mad that I'm like, what should I have done? I would have loved to fucking embarrass these little shits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also felt like you don't want to go to their level. I don't want to go to their level. I'm like, what am I going to do? These kids are like 15. Yeah. Um, I just, I hated it because like I started YouTube to express youthfulness. Yes. And to embrace it and tell people it's okay to find these things funny and love them, right? Yeah. And so when I see it firsthand from a, a cousin that was so innocently laughing, having a good time, it, it, yeah. it hits me in a really sensitive spot. And so I'm, so I was laying at home at night. I'm just like, what, what could I have done? And the answer is nothing, right? Like my mom called me later in the night. She was like, how did it go? And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. This really bugged me. And she goes, look, it's one of those things where if it didn't happen, then it would happen later. Like kids yeah. have these bullies and, and I'm like, yeah, that fucking sucks. I, I think there's a lot of things that, that I, let's say not you could have done, but like a lot of things that a, a lot of ways this could have been approached that would have been good. And one of the things is also not doing something like, Right, not doing something and continuing to do like continuing to be this role model in front of your cousin. Mm-hmm. I think over time she'll see like, oh, these people were like five minutes of my life. But I, oh, I and, just, and then and then what I see in Dan is like I you know is he's still a role model and he's still having fun and right. he's still youthful. I think that's impactful. So what you've done is still mm-hmm. impactful. And then also maybe even like yeah, approaching the I would have approached them. I just, I just hope it wasn't something that she went home feeling 
bad about because she was laughing so like exuberantly and like her, it was so clear that it was such a fun moment and every time I threw it she was laughing harder yeah. and the reason why I'm so sensitive to this because you have got 13 years before shit becomes uncool and you start to care about what people think 100% it's, it's like that magic ends at 13 which is why when I used to do magic tricks I'm like guys like use these to promote it. I'm not doing this to ruin magic. I'm doing this to teach you to show other people how to do magic. Yeah, yeah. And like, let that shit fly. Let them believe that this magically appeared through your hand, through your blood, whatever. Because the magic, in a lot of senses, ends at 13. Santa Claus, any the Tooth Fairy, all this shit ends at 13. I think this is like one of like the biggest tragedies. Uh, uh, genuinely, it's like the most tragic things. I think as a parent or as an older sibling or as an older, I don't know, let's say uh, cousin or whatever, like seeing the innocence fade. go away or yeah, fade. Oh, I hate it. It's so tragic. It is. And it's like that, that brings us to the topic today about like, why do we care so much about what people think? And it, it's a genuine topic that one it hits super close to home for me because I'm such a victim to this just like everyone else i do care what people think and i can't sit here and say i don't yeah i think everyone in the world like there's just no chance no one doesn't care what other people think i don't care how many times you say it 100 percent, 100 percent. i feel like i'm so good about not air quotes not caring about what people think i dread what other people think. well because first off there it's it's categorized right it's not like i care what people think and it's across the board yes you could not care what people think about your clothes yeah, about your right. job, about, about your job, about your sense of humor. There's, there's, there's avenues where you could have this genuine not care. Yes, right. And I have some of that too. But the grand scheme of things, to say across the board you don't care, has become similar to the always be grinding. You yes. have to always be working. It becomes this sort of trend that we all like to think we have. Yes. Oh, I don't care what people think. And the reason why, I as can, if it's a good thing, as if it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not like, always a good thing. It's not a good thing because because deep down you know it's not true. Yes. But it, it's the sense of. I'm I'm king because no I don't care I do what I want yeah and it's like even those that act like they don't care what people think are just caring but on the opposite side of things yes they're trying to do it like opposite right even the kings and queens care what other people think yeah hundred percent damn so so I there is we had her on the podcast once Tara yeah uh, she was a scheduler a um, uh, a PR uh, yes like pro. And so we had her on here and I worked with her for about a year. I had a call with her once a week and we always talked about what my goals were. How am I going to make it happen? What can I do? What limiting sort of factors are stopping mm. me from doing that? The calls were maybe 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. She was awesome. She's one of the best. And she has, she's the right hand lady for a really big star. Yeah. Like everybody would know this girl, really big star. And one day I was talking to her about this exact topic. Why do people care? Why do I care what people think? Mm. Right? Like, because for a while there, I struggled with me being too youthful. Right? And the irony here is that I, I got so upset when I saw youthful fade. But yet, but yet I'm exempt from that. It is the most ironic thing. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to see other people suffer what other people think. Like, you tell your friends, everyone tells their friends, oh, no, no, I don't care. Or like, you know. Uh, I go to someone's house and like, oh, sorry, it's it's a little messy. I'm like, I know, I don't care, you know. Mm -hmm. But if someone comes over to my house, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck. yeah, 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 yeah. No, you can't come here. It's, you, it's, you can't it, come here. Even if I know someone's house is messy, I'll still be like, oh, fuck, I gotta give the pre-exam. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, my yeah, place yeah. is messy. 
So it, it's weird, and it, it's so true. Even like with like celebrities, the biggest celebrities. I think Oprah Winfrey once said it. She was like, every single person that's come on the stage that I've interviewed ends up with the same question in the end. Mm-hmm. How did I do there? Mm-hmm. Did I do good? Yeah. She's like, even Beyonce was like, first thing she says is, did I do good there? Yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy. Like, because people just want that approval. And it, th- it's not always a bad thing. No, it's well, that's the core of it, right? Yeah. I think it keeps everybody accountable for what they deem professional behavior. Yeah. Right. So did I do good? Because I, I respect your opinion and you've interviewed all these people. You could tell me, even though the, the, she's probably going to say you did good anyways. Yeah. So Tara on this call, when I was telling her about this, she goes, listen, we were at the, um, this awards night mm-hmm. for, I think for the NFL and so-and-so was going to perform mm. and Two nights earlier, she got um, honored with um, like a lifetime achievement, lifetime achievement type of award yeah. for being like a diva or whatever. And so somebody, she was on YouTube looking at her performance of that show. And somebody commented, you know, after being a diva in the industry for like 30, 40 years, you think your dancing would be more smooth, right? Or that because like, she had messed up a one step. And so it got to the point where she was supposed to perform at this NFL event. And she said, I can't go out there. She said, why? She's like, people are, are saying I can't dance. It's like, no, no, no. One oh, person said this. She was in the comments. And it's like, she told me, she goes, Dan, even the top of the top in divas and whatever still have this shit pierced through their armor of I don't care and affect them. And so when I saw that, I'm like, this person had a massive career. And like, if, if it hits them, it'll most likely hit me. Yeah. It hits everyone. Even those gurus you see on TikTok are like, stop caring what people think. It's, it, I think it's almost borderline toxic to be pushing that messaging. Yes. Because then it beat, we beat ourselves up even more thinking, ah. Oh, why do I care? Why do I care? I'm not supposed to care. Yes. Like even that guy, the successful guy told me I'm not supposed to care, but I do. Yeah. And so it goes back to what you mentioned with Oprah. The stem of it all is that we all want a sense of belonging, right? Yeah. Um, and, and when we go rogue and on our own, we're left to our own devices and our support system isn't big. Like, are you talking like tribal shit, like back in ancestors wise or like, because I, I feel like people think this is a modern era problem and it's not a modern era problem. Like right now we blame it on social media. Oh, uh, stop caring what people on social media post or say or think about you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 20, 50 years ago. We cared, it was called keeping up with the Joneses. It's like mm. your neighborhood, yes. you cared what the neighborhood, and that was, let's say, the social media of the time. You cared about what the neighbors thought of you yeah. and what car you had on your driveway and what you do with your free time and all this. And I'd imagine before, like in the ancient times, it was just it was just as bad. Like I think people have always cared about what other people think. It's this comparativeness, right? Like in and, and social media... I'm a big like advocate for it. Yeah. But social media is the new Joneses, except it's made it global. Yeah, the neighborhood is freaking global. That's fucked. It's global. Um, so they, they basically it's a social networking sites only enhance the need for approval. And Facebook is a prime example of that. Right? Because we're we're making we're making groups of where we want to belong, things that you like. The worst and I've always criticized them and again, you're gonna find a little hip, hypocrisy here. Yes. Uh, micro influencers are the worst. Are the worst Man. because they have <laughs> Dan's war on micro influencers. <laughs> it continues. It's but I say that for this topic because yeah. they don't have a following, but they act like they're super famous. Everyone yes. listens to them. They're perpetuating the fakest 
out of anyone I've seen, some of the fakest stuff. They're having the best time. They, they, uh, they're making the most money. They yeah. get invited to all these events. Let me let you in on an insider secret. As an influencer, you'll get blitzed with a bunch of events to attend. Yeah. And majority of them, you do not get paid for. Yeah. But these, they will go to these events, pose, uh, hashtag ad. It's like you realize you only have to do hashtag ad if you're being compensated. Yeah. But they love that shit. I'm like, why do you love doing that? You got to get the ad in, man. You got to get the hashtag because, in. Because, yeah, it, again, it makes them feel like they're a part of a group that people care about what they think. You got to say thanks at company name. Yeah, I you were the best. I'm like, listen, they probably didn't even know you were there. Sometimes you buy shit from another company and then you say, thanks, Roots. Yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you bought that from our store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no problem. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like, um, Shay, what was I going to say about this? Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, it's just, like, sorry, go ahead. Wouldn't it be cool if we lived in a world where everybody was authentically themselves? And we all told each other, like, yo, this bothers me, and this bothers the whole world, Yeah. so let's just authentically be ourselves. What would you do? I what would you do with your time that you're like, you know what, these are things, like, that I'm scared of So I, I am still, obviously, affected by caring what people think. Yeah. So I'm not exempt from it, but I will say... As things have carried on, I've gotten better at it. So with the stuff that I make now with art, the the bigger I get, the more following I get, the more views I get, the more comments I get is hashtag art, LOL. This isn't art. What is this? All he did was blank. And so that it frustrates me, but it's like it goes to show that I'm still creating these chicken nugget isolated eggs, you yes. know, like I'm still doing that because I'm like, this is actually what I, makes me happy. Yeah. And I think with experience you'll start to realize to not care as much. Like like old people, they fart in the fucking grocery store. Yeah, and they don't even care. They look around like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Some of these old people, man. <laughs> like they're ruthless. They're lawless. And it's yeah. like, but it's because they, they don't care. about how wet the fart was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> because man, their filters have been just destroyed because they've been like, you know, I've lived my life and I can tell you right now, a lot of shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's some of the biggest things. But is there something you would do different in your life if shit yes. didn't matter to you? I would be more vocal about anxiety. Mm. I think my life could be easier. And I am, and I'm already vocal about it. Yeah. Right. But, but as somebody with anxiety uh, and the anxious state of mind, that's only gotten worse since the pandemic. Mm. Right. Which I've shared with friends here and there. It's only gotten worse since the pandemic because when you set a schedule where every night you watch Netflix yeah. on your couch it becomes this time that you're like, if I don't have that, I'm going to be anxious. And it cripples you in other ways. Yeah, in other ways, 100%. So I think I would be more vocal about it because anxiety has this thing around it where it's like, I don't want to seem like a bitch or like like I, I'm just nagging or becoming a, a heavier burden. Yes. You know? So you tend to keep it to yourself. Because the problem is we've seen people on social media, let's say, that are, their entire brand is... Look, I, I think being vulnerable is amazing. I think being vulnerable okay. and showing weakness and all this is is amazing, right? Because I think it connects you with people and it brings up these like genuine relationships with even your audience or friendships or mm -hmm. people, whatever, right? But we do know those people, the one in a hundred, that all they do is these vulnerable posts. As soon as you 100%. unlock your... Fair, okay, fair. Even fair. like, <laughs> like no, I'm not saying don't celebrate your weddings, but we all know those people like when they get married, they get like infinite Facebook likes. I don't know what Facebook's algorithm is, yeah, yeah. but Facebook is like, yo, wedding photo. I'm going to show the entire world. Watch how many likes shit. you can get. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah. 
and then they just keep posting those things and then they end up becoming like wedding photographers. You know what's chillers. funny about that exact thing? Yeah. There was a girl on social media that when I saw her get pregnant, like obviously great. That's one of the, like such a great blessing of like being able to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it was the one person I'm like, oh fuck, because she's already annoying as shit. Uh, I okay? know which one you're talking about. <laughs> and then, and then she gets pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, just wait for these, my little Snooky. Yeah. I remember the day we were born. It's like, he was born three days ago. <laughs> Here we go, folks. Yeah. Like, hold we're, on. We're already reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been a week. Yeah. It's like, I now look at her shit with such a judgment. Like, look yeah, at yeah. it. Man, we're all fucking guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it with judgment. And I, I do an eye roll every time. Yeah, yeah. Even though she's not doing anything technically wrong, but some people make it their brand of vulnerability is, is one thing, but then it becomes about making yourself seem like the victim hero. Yes. And like there's this, uh, another person I saw on social media that was like, some of you may have realized that I've been in a lot of pain for the past four years. And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I probably imagine a lot of people do. <laughs> and I'm like, I look at her, I look at her shit and like her, her face is always... Uh, face tuned to the, it sounds like I'm just picking women it's just no but it's it's everyone yeah, it, it is everyone but the face tune on this is so severe yeah that I'm like what are you doing like she's genuinely face tuned blind yeah and then <laughs> that's the worst it's so and it's so obvious like she's doing this thing where she's stretching the bottom of her face wider it's a weird thing I don't know why you do that oh the jaws and shit so, she, so it looks like her lips are like huge right yeah some squidward handsome squidward yeah it's yeah. handsome squidward and I'm just like Oh my God, like, what is she doing? And so she did this long post and a lot of it is to get the sympathy likes, right? Because that's, that's a thing. Yeah. But okay, so there should be like a sweet spot and like we know people that have gone way beyond the sweet spot, mm -hmm. right? That literally, you know those annoying people that their entire brand is like, well, guess what, guys? I got sick again. Yeah. Uh, Happen again. Yeah. Why me, right? Why I, me? Ask, yeah. I ask the Lord every day, why me? <laughs> because you get likes for it, but it's fine. Um <laughs> But also, I think for the normal 99% that includes you listening to this is the sweet spot is so much further out. Like you can post a little more vulnerable mm -hmm. posts. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. now yeah. talking like to, to you specifically, but also anyone. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to be that person. And you being aware of that person is is so much better because you know you're not going to be that person. Like it just, to me, this whole thing is like, it's so crippling. And again, it's not just, we know it's not just girls, not just guys, even older generations, people that are not on Instagram and stuff. Like I was telling you the story before of like, my mom makes this amazing dessert. Okay. It's like a baklava. She makes it so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think she should open her own, open her own spot. Right. But before right. opening her own spot, I think she should test it out as everyone has done. Not everyone. So many people have done during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, just open it out of out of the out of our kitchen you know like just like it's baklava you take a whole pan and it's like 30 dollars a thing and then whatever and she's like no i don't want to be known as the baklava lady and i don't want to have people it's always the the something lady or guy who who calls people that <laughs> yeah yeah you know the baklava lady <laughs> Man, that's not even the worst that's not the worst thing to be known for it's not making amazing baklava <laughs> she's like yeah no i she's like but that like but they come from a generation where Literally, like, I think my grandpa's last name, my original last name from my mom's side was Tobacco Roller, right? Like, our last names... You would have been Amar Tobacco Roller? It, yeah, it's that like... It sounds like a wrestler. Like, it should be... Like, if I was... If I took my mom's, like, last name or whatever, it would have been Amar 
Tutunchi, which is like the like tobacco guy. Because her grandpa, all he did, <laughs> and he was known in the village as the tobacco roller. And like before, that's how shit was. And then his son became an engineer. Can you imagine though? Imagine, imagine you get known for the one thing you do, like the Dan, the jerk offer. Yeah, the jerk offer. <laughs> that would suck. No, you literally would be like, like that, that's why I say things don't change. It's like you get you get known for what you you put out in the world. Right? And, like your last name would be Ocracy. Like it would be like Dan Ocracy yeah, and like people John Ocracy and like your kids would. They think people already think like Mister Ocracy. I'm like, <laughs> it's not my name. Yeah, like it, it, it is funny, but um, oh, what was I gonna say? Shit, it was about what you were just talking about. I was saying like my tobacco roller grandpa and then his son became an engineer. Yeah. And then the entire last name of the na of the family changed to El Mohendis, which means the engineer. Mm -hmm. Like we went from tobacco rollers to, to the engineers. engineers. It's so crazy. Man, that is wild. Imagine Amar the engineer. That'd be so sick. I don't blame her for <laughs> thinking that if she makes okay, good here, baklava, here. she'd be baklava lady. So everybody in their head has a real person that, that they strive to not be. Yes. Okay. I have one very prominent, you know, this person, I uh, we went to high school with them Yep. and they, they live in my head as you don't want to become this yes, guy. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> and it's always something I think about. So I intentionally will always hold myself to a standard of, are you doing anything like this person? Because you find <laughs> them to be very annoying. Right. And do you so, have, you have someone like that? Mm -hmm. We all have someone in I have head, multiple markers. Yeah, that we use as a marker to say, am I doing enough of this to, to come across as this person, yeah. right? And so I, I can't wait for the day that I let that go. And, and I wish I could just let it go. But it's not that easy. Mental games are not as easy as just saying, let it go, move past it. It's not yeah. that easy. So I would love to live in a world where I'm not constantly holding myself to, am I like this person? Am I being too bitchy? Am I trying so hard to get attention, mm. you know? But you're right. It comes back to, we all set this filter in our head that we think people care about more than we do. Mm -hmm. uh, that the spotlight, and this was one of the best advice that I got years ago from my own therapist, okay? She was like, Dan, like the spotlight isn't as big on you as you think it is. And it's true because especially with social media and doing it for a living, I base my shit around views. Yes. How many people are watching? How many people are reaching out through DMs? How many people are trying it and tagging me? And so when that starts to happen, or when you go out, like when, there was one week I went to like Ikea, downtown Toronto, and I got recognized a few times. It was just a really weird week. Yeah, yeah. That naturally you tell yourself the spotlight is bigger on you. Yes. So you start to care. I can't go out with a bad hair day. I can't go out with holes in my socks because <sighs> people are going to see me and then it's going to become this known thing. But, you know, watching this Johnny Depp thing, who's like mm. one of the biggest stars. Mm. It's like such a big thing. And I'm asking people, are they following it? And a lot of people are like, no, I've seen like some highlights. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this guy's being sort of crucified as he's testifying about these things. And people still don't really care. No. And he's Johnny Depp. Like, and he's Johnny Depp. He, of all people in life, literally of the 7 billion, he should think life is a movie about him. 100%. And the world revolves around him. He's one of the people that is a big figurehead in the movie industry. Success, downfall, uh, and then this rise again through this court. Like, he should think He's that life is about him. Yeah. And I know some people, like, I know people care, let's say 300 million people care. A lot of people don't know, don't know what the hell is going on. No. No, they don't. Or care that someone's shot in his like, bed. Like, so many people don't care because they have their own shit that they're trying to manipulate to be, like, not very big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're not as big as Johnny Depp, so yeah, okay, you know, like <laughs> no, it's it's just but every like our brains yeah. make it that big, and, and you said something earlier of like 
um, you know, about this like one bad comment that someone said, oh, like uh, 40 years, a veteran, like what, how are you still dancing so shit? Mm-hmm. The, the importance we put on negative comments. And again, I really think it goes back to like some helpful shit. Like I think it's helpful to make a big deal out of negative or critiques. Yes. I, I think this is a, like in our bodies, some ancestral shit, like it's healthy to make a bigger deal out of negative comments or critiques or whatever, or how we can improve. But I do think we take it too far. Well, because you also have to authenticate the source. Yeah. A kid from friggin' mid middle Missouri saying that my shit is an art yeah. because it's not a Minecraft character. Well, there's not a lot of credibility there, so I don't. And and that, that you can you can cross that off the list. Yeah. Where I think what you're saying is we should sort of listen to some things is if someone's been in the industry and they've done it, it's it could be a healthy exercise to say, is there any truth to what they're saying? Yes. Because there's constructive criticism and then there's bullying because you're doing better than them. Yes. Right? And you have to differentiate the two because what they will often do is say, I'm just looking out for you. No, I want the best for you. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Yeah. No, you're doing this shit because you're you're getting a little nervous that I'm going to be a little bit more successful than you and it's going to mess up your social ladder. Right? And we've talked about that. But meanwhile, like, let's say you're, let's say your best friends or people that have seen you in different capacities genuinely actually do know shit about you that you don't. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know what your exterior is. You you think you do. Like I have a, fil- I have a, let's say I have a negative filter of myself, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And you might see some positive shit there, that you're like, for example, my cousin one time was like, "Oh, Amar, like I I love and this is like um, a few years ago." He was like, I, "I love I love like what you do. It's like you you have something on your mind and you just get it done." And in my head, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right. Things revolve in this head for like years. Before, before I even attempt it. But, but let me ask you this. But I look on the exterior like yeah. I just get it done. So nobody knows what the internal thing you just said. Right? Yeah. So if nobody knows about it, why can't we just drop it and say, okay, I think about it and I do it? Because that's what everyone else thinks. It, 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 yeah, because you got to get everyone to the table and it's got to be like the biggest truce in the world. And no, we it feel like have, someone's no, going to no, no. let us down. Someone, it wouldn't have because yeah. someone's going to weaponize that shit. Yeah, someone's going to weaponize like, it. Jerry, remember last week when you told me that you were scared of it? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you bitch. Remember you rolled up in a Toyota? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has a Mercedes, bitch. hundred <laughs> percent. Like there, you can't function like that because someone will always weaponize this shit. Always. Yeah. Like you have to be selective in who you surround yourself with and who you're going to absorb their feedback. Yeah. You do. Because like for me to absorb a kid who doesn't like my shit as feedback... I'm going to change my whole game up. And it's like, this happened. I was a victim of this. And it happened years ago when I was doing YouTube videos. Somebody said, um, I don't like this new style. Go back. It was like two or three. I hired an editor from Pakistan. So I was able to pump out more content because it was while I was sleeping, they were editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I was able to pump out more content. And I liked this stuff. It was funny. It was very meme it was It was different. Yes. And two or three people were like, I don't like this. Go back to the old Dan. And so I ended up not using the guy anymore. And, and 97 people said, this is great. Yeah, and they like that it's it's more frequent videos. And I, I dropped it, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I was like, fuck, why did I do that? Because three people who I don't even know have no display pictures said they didn't like it. The ratio is so ridiculous. Like one in 50 could say shit. But it's worth like 20. Yes. Yeah. I go on like Google reviews of like restaurants and shit and like just like seeing what people say. 4.7 stars. And then first thing I see is like, ah, this was the yeah. worst food ever. Like, just go somewhere else. And, and it's like, we, why we've talked so about that because the review system is busted. 
It doesn't mm. work. It doesn't work. You're more inclined to say this is shit than this is amazing because we expect it to be amazing. Yes. And so when it's amazing, we're like, okay, they did their job. When it's anything less than, I need the world to know this. Yeah, yeah. An example was I just finished a book, an audio book with Tony Robbins. Mm. And it had like four stars or something like that. So pretty decent. And I really like Tony Robbins. And so I look at the comments, all the negative ones, and I couldn't hear what the audience was saying. This is brutal. It was pretty much the same shit over and over. And so I, I brought it, listened to it. I'm like, he repeats everything that people in the audience are saying. <laughs> so what are you bitching about? Because you didn't hear it from the actual person's mouth? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, people love to bitch and complain. It, ugh, it's so good though sometimes. It's like, you know, if you have like a, a filling, okay? I, I recently had my teeth fixed. Mm. And um, Man, this I, guy makes an analogy out of everything. Well, no, because, Jeez, because we so when, when you go through something like, like a filling, you're nervous. You're like, is the needles going to hurt, yeah. right? And all this shit. And so I'm obviously nervous that, okay, the needle's going to hurt when it hits the roof of your mouth or whatever. And when I actually got the filling done, I'm like, holy shit, everyone was making themselves seem like a hero. I'm like, you just have to withstand the pain. Mm. I'm like, wow, it's not even that bad. It wasn't bad at all. Even, yo, honestly, even like COVID times, okay? Yeah. I know people have gone through like traumatic shit, okay? I respect you. But we're making it seem like this is like, you know, the last few years, the yeah. trauma. And I'm like, it hasn't it really that been bad. that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really hasn't been that bad. But this is what I mean. It's like, Everyone is the hero in their own story. We love that shit. We love but, we but salivate but about it, being the hero of our story. We, yeah, when we dream about it, we always want to be the one that's at the top of the hill with the light shining down on us. But we all have different meanings of what a hero is, mm. right? And so some of us, the hero is being vulnerable and saying how you don't care and you have to accept your body for what it is. Here's a very unpopular opinion, mm. okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm going to justify yeah, I don't care what people think. No, like Say it. you look at you look at things uh, with body positivity, mm-hmm. okay. And with body positivity, uh, you can you can push the messaging that you love yourself for what you are. Yeah. But if you are severely obese, yeah, that is unhealthy. Yeah. It is an unhealthy way to live. It is bad for your heart. You'll you're you're adding years off of your life yes. because of your poor eating habits. And then what you do is you go on social media and say, I love my body for what it is. And you're pushing this unhealthy way of living just because you don't want to exercise or lose the weight. And we're not talking about medical or anything like that. You want to unpack this? Let's unpack. I do. I, I, I do I'll, I'll, I'll do a lot of the unpack. I do want to unpack. because I, This isn't something you can get canceled for because it comes down to, if you care about somebody, the Japanese culture, yes. okay? Uh, it is... It is it, uh, viewed as being a, a good friend to say, hey, you gained weight. Yes. I've noticed you got a little bigger. It's just a different cultural weight. Yeah. And so, and I had this debate with my Japanese cousin who moved to Toronto to go to university. And I'm like, man, no, that's rude. Up and down the board. That's rude. You're not supposed to tell someone they look fat or they've gotten fat. He goes, no, we have to tell them so they change their ways. Okay. So I'm overweight, right? I appreciate genuinely if people are like, Hey, I like I know you're overweight, but now you're pushing it a little much. Right. And I don't know if that's a more guyish thing because I think guys are a little better at hearing a little more. I think guys are better. One of our superpowers, okay, is is hearing a comment and taking it in the most rational way, okay, like in the most logical way. Okay. One of our downfalls also is hearing comment and making it logical, okay, and not showing enough sensitivity and emotion and all that so when someone tells me hey you're fat 
or you've gotten really fat, I don't take it as, oh, this bitch hates me or this, you know, they're not looking out or whatever. Like, um, but if, or I, we don't take it as emotional. Well, let me, I would, what I would say is in my head, I'd be like, well, fuck you. You're kind of fat too. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm sure girls do that. Actually, you know, I, I think girls would do the same as you be like, bitch, you're fat too. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's true. I, I think body positive, I think it's okay to be body positive. I, I really, I don't see a wrong, I think because body positivity is more about, let's say the sexualized, like the under sexualization of a fatter person. And if you're a fat person, right? I think, you know, I you, do think, sorry, go ahead. You could be a beautiful person if you, you're a fat yeah, person. Yeah, you right? could be beautiful. So I, I don't think you're approaching it in a, in a way that's like, you're not approaching it in, a, in beauty wise, which I think the body positivity movement does. Right, It focuses right. on the beauty, right? I don't think it's, obviously it's not healthy, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure they have struggles of eating habits and this and, and, and whatever. Um, and I don't think it's as easy as people make it seem to to lose weight. But it you cannot argue the point that it's not healthy. It's an unhealthy To be lifestyle. obese. Like you yeah. take years off your... Um, your life. Your life. Even being overweight, like heart disease, this, this, that. Like for me, example, I... I have heart disease running up and down all the guys in my family, okay? We know we're at risk for heart disease and we shouldn't be overweight. I wouldn't, I don't think I should or would take that in a bad way to be like, hey man, lose some weight or else you're going to die earlier. I think that's true. It's, yeah, it is true, but it's very hard because a lot of people will eat to cope with traumas they haven't dealt with. Yeah. I mean, look, this is obviously exempt from medications that might make you gain weight or very hard to lose weight because of the medication. Or weird-ass metabolic shit. Yeah, there's there's exempts for some of this stuff, but I would say a lot of them are just a lack of motivation to work out. Yes. Um, And a lot of this, too, is you should really read the book Atomic Habits, where it talks about doing the 1% better every day. Because a lot of people... Are, are stuck in this mindset that what's the point of working out, going for a run when I know I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I know I'm not going to do it the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously that's a bad way to go about it because you're not going to continue what's going to help you to lose weight. It's true. What you could do is do a little bit more bite-sized stuff of like a shorter run. Less bite-sized. What's that? St- stop eating. No, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, in that sense. But like you could do shorter runs or like do a, a brisk walk. You know, you, no matter what, you're going to have to change up something eventually. Now... For example, I've, you know, uh, I've obviously talked to myself about this and whatever. It's like, ah, do I want to lose weight? Should I lose weight? Obviously, I know, like, look, there's no metabolic issue with me. Like, there's no, like, I'm on medication that makes me uh, get fatter or whatever. Like, I know, genuinely, if I just eat less, eat smarter, and work out, mm-hmm. I would lose weight. Mm-hmm. Okay? Look the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times when I'm like, do I even care about that? Well, no, but, but you no, know, like no, a lot no, of times, times we don't do things. Are you, just like, are you convincing yourself that it's this. easier to say, I don't care how I look. I love my body for what it is. Versus, this is the problem. Yeah. Versus actually changing something that you might want to change. Because a lot of, uh, there's no liberating, more liberating feeling than actually taking action of something deep down you want to change. Yeah. Because the easier, the way easier step is to say, no, you know what? I actually shouldn't care what people think. And I love my body for the way it is. Well, the way your body is, is obese yeah. and it's just not healthy. And you even want to change deep down, but it's easier to make the excuse. It, it's the deep down part. I think that's the, the number one thing is, or at least the number one issue I have is don't tell me your 
body positive if deep down you really give a fuck. Man, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I would say 80% of people that 90%. really give a fuck are hypocrites deep down. Yes. Even the person that tried to cancel us was surrounded by hypocrisy in the shit that yes. she was talking about. Yeah. I think it's it's all good. I genuinely do think if you genuinely, genuinely about this part don't care, do you, it doesn't matter, right? But don't come back in five years and... And and have this big issue of why, like you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh, I, I love my body, and then five years from now, I'll be like, why does no one want me, or why am I not this sex symbol or whatever? Well, bitch, because you've been eating. You're like, <laughs> well, like, hold on, <laughs> you're known as a food symbol. Like, I, I, I no, like you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy. Like, genuinely, genuinely, you're known as a food symbol. Holy shit! I, I genuinely, I th- I genuinely care more about being known about eating whatever the hell I want, except for pork. God bless God. Um, <laughs> God bless God. Um, you know, other than being a six-pack guy, and I think this is a another social media problem, uh, and I've talked about this before, about like, you just can't keep scrolling and think that you could be everyone that you're scrolling through. So it's like, you can't, I can't just keep scrolling and see my friend Yusuf, who is jacked out of his mind and eats whatever he wants, donuts and this, and I want his body, yeah. Right? But then I, I keep scrolling and then I'm like, I see this guy with like the sickest Lamborghini. And I'm like, holy shit, I would love to have a Lamborghini. And then I keep scrolling and I see this person with always on vacations. You just can't be this one guy who has everything. Well, because you have to ask yourself, why do you want those things, right? So there's this there's this videos going around where a guy went around a campus and he asked girls, what what's or asked guys, what do you think girls want in guys? Mm. And all the guys were like, uh, they want tall, long hair, big muscles, uh, money, success. Whatever. Six foot two. Yeah, right. They then go and they ask the girls, and all the girls were. I mean, they a lot of them said tall. Yeah. But what they mainly said was, "I just want to be with res- a respectful guy, someone that treats me right." And it was all non-physical features. Yeah. So it's interesting that guys live in a world where we think physical stuff matters, and girls live in a world where they're not necessarily wanting physical features, as they say. Yes. And they would rather be treated with respect yeah. and, and make them feel safe. And and it's all about where you approach them. I think if you go to the Tinder, the girls on Tinder, 100%. that's where six foot two. 100%. Yeah. And I'm not six foot two. So guess where I'm not on? Tinder. You know, but, but, that's not my league. That's, I'm not in the six foot twos. It, this, is, this is the thing. Yeah. Like if you're looking for girls on, or like as a guy, if you're yes. looking for girls on social media or, or Tinder and you're thinking that is the market, you're going to fall very much into exactly that what th- like superficial shit because yes. the, the the dating platform is already superficial. It's a swipe based off of a photo. You don't know anything about the and person. Height, yeah. And so you're just swiping. You're like, okay, I like how the way this person looks in this photo. Yeah. You know, but some of I, there was this song quote I heard recently where it was like some of the um some of the meanest people have the best faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's the truth. Because they grew, they they are living in a world where they've got pretty privilege, yeah. You know, and shit works in their favor. But also, some I don't know. I, I, I it's a good lyric. I like it. Okay, but there's just a lot of shit everywhere. Some of the nicest people are also the shittiest people down under. What um, do you mean? What do you explain? How to explain this? Uh, take an incel, please. I really, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get murdered by an incel one time in my life. I just... just <laughs> They're listening. If like, I ever get murdered, just know it's an incel, yeah, okay? okay? A lot of these guys that, like, let's say, pretend... 
you know, like uh, a lot of like feminist guys. Okay, I'm a feminist. Okay, yeah. but like not like. There's a lot of like overtly like, I think we should. I don't know. There's just some guys that are just like you're. I know you're not doing this because mm. you respect women. I know you're doing this because yes. yeah, you yeah. just want some pussy. Yeah, hundred one million. Percent. You know what I mean? I know a guy on Instagram that has these dogs. I rescued these dogs uh, today. We're gonna do a vegan yeah, trip. Go f yourself. Every time I see him, I'm like, this shit is simpy. Yeah, and you're doing this, and I'm not gonna say simpy as in you're supporting women, so you're a simp type of shit. Yeah, but it's I could tell so hard this guy is doing it for ass. You know those guys, like we all know those creepy well, ass guys, and know. even girls, even girls know, even girls know the creepy ass motherfucker that's like all like, oh, you know, he's just like so supportive and he's just like, what the hell is going on? The white knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah white knight. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh man, it's just it's so ugly. So I feel like. It, that's an example of where you don't need a pretty face, okay? Right. You pretend to be this like super nice person or whatever. And, yeah, I'm, okay. I, and I'm, I understand I'm talking shit about myself here, but deep down you're like the biggest creep ever too. You know what's funny is I've got this this beef with this guy in my building. Mm. And it's not even beef. We, we've never talked, okay? Uh, months ago on this podcast, I shared a story where I tried to get into an elevator. I said, do you guys care? Because there was a capacity of three. Mm. Although... The, the elevators were really slow that day. Mm. When you're in a condo building and two elevators are down, it could take literally, no joke, 20 minutes waiting. It's crazy. So everyone on the, in the elevator, and everyone in the elevator is okay, except for him. He goes, no, 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 I care. I care. And I'm like, okay. Right, so fuck this guy right off the bat. And so every time I see this guy, he is with a different chick from Tinder, clearly. And the reason why I know this is because I briefly was hanging out with a girl in my building mm. and she told me she saw him once on Tinder. Mm. So now I always see this and every time it ends poorly, I'll, I'll go outside, I'll walk Charlie late at night <laughs> and the girl's pissed off calling her an Uber and he's like, no, what are you doing? You going to leave? And I'm like, it's because you've done the white night act oh, shit. and you can't maintain it. When it comes to putting your money where your mouth is, you can't maintain it. And I always see the girl leaving. Every time I see a new girl in the elevator with him, I'm just like... Yo, you poor soul. Yeah, this yeah. guy's a piece of shit, and you're still <laughs> like he, he still convinced you that he's not. Another one bites the dust. I mean, like, good for him if he's if he's getting this ass because like the girls are attractive. Damn. But every time I see, I'm like, you're gonna hate this guy by the end of this night. I guarantee. You. I don't know what he's wooed you with before, <laughs> yeah. but he's a piece of shit. And so I'm gonna go well. Come stay with me instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is some serious <laughs> elevator hate. <laughs> it started with that, and then once it was confirmed from the the girl in my building, yeah. It was just one of these things. And it's like even up to yesterday, I saw him with another random chick. I think a healthy way to uh, condense this whole podcast is <coughs> a nice little cough. Well, the <coughs> irony of that, eh? Nice the healthiest way is the phlegmy cough. <laughs> uh, is I think, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Uh, okay. I think it's important to know... Um, it's important to care what other people think, okay, at times, and at times to not care what others think. <laughs> but you got to have complete honesty with yourself and a good amount of self-awareness to know when it matters and when it doesn't. Man, that's, For trivial shit, and it's the hardest thing. That's the perfect, that's the perfect combination. It's, it's hard. But you got to work on that combination. You got to fart in the supermarket and not care. But how what? do you base realism when realism doesn't really exist? If you're always comparing it to other people, yeah. what is your scale? Because it's changing. You want to be jacked like your buddy, but you also want to have this or that. It's like the problem is your scale is constantly changing. As it should, right? Like if I, 
let's say if I were to start a um, a YouTube channel or something, right? Right. I should care what you think, right? Because you've had you've had skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? Like I should care what you think. Or if I start working out, I should care what my friend Yusuf says. Like his knowledge is important. I shouldn't care what my mom says and be like, oh, you're lifting too much weights. You're you're not going to grow anymore or some shit like this. I, you know, like some old school bullshit, right? Or if you if I start a YouTube channel, I shouldn't care what someone in Australia might say necessarily, but I should care. You know, you, but that's you gotta, the most that's the most honest way about going at it because that's 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 the trick. That's the that's the whole. But it, it just it doesn't work like that. Like for example, let's say you come to me for YouTube stuff. Yeah, genuinely, I could say I would give you the best advice from my list of experience to say this is what you should do. Yes. Okay. However, some people will be still new to the game, and what they're going to do is, oh shit, you know, Amar's a really likable guy. If he gets into the YouTube world, he's going to get a foothold and take some of my audience. Sure. Back to micro influencers, why I think a lot of them are pieces of shit is because they're always in competitive mode. They don't want to give you. I've been to these events where you'll take photos and they'll never post the ones with you because they don't want to share their following over to you. Yeah, but no blind trust. No blind. Man, no blind trust is literally everywhere i i know i know but i'm saying do this for yourself i'm not saying like it doesn't happen i I know i know it happens and everything okay but even if you give me advice i should compartmentalize it as could he have said this um in a way to to stunt growth let's say yeah but now you're living in a sense of fear yeah but i think that's a healthy fear you know like i I i think even like listening to your neighbors talk shit or something or say something nice, you know, because mm-hmm. you we all know like we're so good at knowing what's a backhanded compliment and what's a backhanded like approach of like if a, if a neighbor says, you know, oh, that's a, yeah, that's a nice little that's a nice little turf. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of growing on my side, but, you know, it's nice. <laughs> right. Like, obviously, it's a very, uh, you know, easy example, but it's like you also got to know that with and that is the trick Like I think that is the. It's not the trick. It's like, it's not the easy way to identify it. It's just, I'm saying it's hard, but that is how, uh, how you can go about your life with caring what other people think, certain people, what they think and what, um, and, and not caring what they, and also not caring at the same time. So it's like, if my brother says, gives me some advice, I should compartmentalize it as, okay, well maybe, maybe it's good advice here. But also, maybe he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and it's not good advice. You know what I mean? From the right. same person. Right. So, I would agree with that. I think uh, I, accountability is something a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Right? They, they, they never think they're the problem. Mm. It's always everyone else. So, I think a, a good way to do it is if you hear comments or compliments or anything, and it makes you feel a certain way, like, ooh, you know, that sounded nice, mm. but there was a backhand thing. Check in with yourself first to say, why did I have that reaction to that comment or the lack of comments or um, the, the way this person's acting? Mm. Instead of projecting it immediately and spewing venom and saying, they're doing this, check in with yourself and say, oh, you know what? It's actually because I'm still not recovered from this mm. or I don't really trust people or I'm assuming this person's doing this. And then you could actually sort of get a little bit better of a grasp on reality to say, okay, you know, like I am playing a role here as to why I'm acting out yes. when this person does this, right? Like, and that, I, like, like, sorry, that responsibility leads to so much, uh, leads you to a much better life. 
I feel like taking responsibility. But but don't always be the person that's taking the shit, right? Yes. It's it's you it's a skill set you learn to do over time. Mm. And it, it only strengthens. You're never gonna be like perfect at it. But over time you're gonna start to think, you know, I went into that meeting and I came out feeling, you know, less than or I'm not doing enough yes. or this and that. And it's like, hold on a second. Why did you get that feeling? You know, unless the person directly said, You're a piece of shit, you suck balls. Yeah. Unless they directly said that, which is pretty obvious as to why you would feel bad, ask yourself why, what what pedestal have you put this person on to make you feel like this, right? And over time you calibrate, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, you, you, even yeah, 100%. the story you started out with, it's like next time that might happen with your little cousin or something, I think um, you felt like yesterday or whatever, two days ago, you felt like you under you under let's say performed like you you wanted to say more i wanted to do something like it, what i ideally in my head yeah. and this is just me trying to be my own hero because of sensitivities i wanted to yell something back yes. that made them feel so fucking small yes because i saw them take the joy and life out of that moment that i was a part of with my little cousin and just completely squash it because they wanted to make fun of it. For what reason? I've got no idea. It's big them up or something. And, and, and so if you had done that, then you would have left feeling like, oh, maybe I did too much. Because I, because there's no and alternative. And the sweet spot is somewhere in between. And, and we don't know what that alternative is, but that's what the experience you're talking about. It's 100%. Like you go into this meeting and you said, oh, maybe I, I said too little. Or you go into this meeting and you're like, oh, maybe I, was, I came off a little too strong. Maybe you came off too strong. And over time, right. you calibrate to become that sweet spot. Yes. Right. And it's like, so back to that story I did, I said, it's like, it's their first fucking time leaving the house without their parents. Mm -hmm. I said that. And I was like too much, Dan. Yeah. Because I saw my cousin's face. Look at me as more like, Oh, you just said fuck. And then like, there was no winning. And that's why I felt I, I let down in a lot of senses. I wasn't there to protect that moment because I couldn't have been there to protect that moment. Mm. There was, these guys were 200 yards away. What, what am I going to say? Mm. I tried the first time going, okay, like settle down, right? To, like, cause their hormones are boosted. Yeah, They're yeah. trying to be cool. And then I went on the other side of the scale and I said an aggressive comment to belittle them, but it only ended up making me look smaller. So I guess I came home feeling a sense of defeat of, I could, there was no way to play with that situation other than letting time go by, which is, I think, over time, your 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 cousin will see more importance in, in you becoming that role model than those people talking shit and taking the purity away. Right, you know? right. So I guess it's just a time thing to, to let it pass. Yeah. I love this episode, man. This was, uh, it was, it was got been- a lot off my chest. It was beneficial. Yeah. It was beneficial to like maybe not care as much about what people think and, and maybe as to like why. Yeah. And it gives us freedom. I don't know. I don't know why Chuba. I have this like sense of like freedom of like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, man. Well, I needed to get that shit off my chest and I already feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say uh, check in with yourself whenever something makes you feel a certain way and just be like, eh, should I listen to that person's advice? Yeah. Is this actually unhealthy or <laughs> are they just talking shit yeah. by my body? 100%. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we like sorry we missed it last week. We were both sick. We're back now. If you have any advice, please DM us. Yeah, we're not sorry. I had COVID. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys later. Love you. <laughs>